Hello everyone, welcome back to Weird Wednesday, it's Wames. I'm recording this podcast episode from the car because I literally just didn't have time to record it yesterday. I feel like I don't have enough hours in the day anymore. I feel like I wake up and then suddenly it's 8pm and I'm like, well fuck, where'd my whole day go? Like I literally can't get shit done. I don't know if that's just me, I don't know if it's August, I feel like August is flying by. Um, but here I am in my car. I actually tried to record the episode last night. I was in bed at like 9.30 and I was like, self-care night. And then I started recording this episode and I was like, why would I ruin a self-care night by talking about something that's super stressful for me? So I stopped and now here I am driving into the city today. It's actually Wednesday, so I'm recording this day of and I'm going to post it later. Um, that's just me, you know, going with it. It's kind of the theme of this podcast. Um, so sorry if the audio is super rocky. I have my phone literally just like shoved into my sports bra um, as I drive. So hi, um, it's Wames. I have been meaning to kind of address this topic for a while it's oddly enough the one topic I haven't really talked about at all on my Instagram um, since the breakup, even though it's probably what's affected me the most, to be completely honest. Like, the mental part of stuff, like, I don't know. If there's anything I've learned, and I've talked about this on my previous episodes, all feelings are temporary. Yeah, like, going through a really hard part of your life is fucking shitty as hell, but that's temporary. You know what's not temporary (laughs) is the physical stuff. Guys, I feel like a fucking 70-year-old right now. And nothing against 70-year-olds. Like, I love old people. But, God, I feel like I'm a 26-year-old in the body of a 70-year-old right now. And that is what today's podcast episode is about, just in a nutshell. It's about my physical health and how it's just declined for the past couple of months. Um, and that's because of some stomach issues that started before the breakup. And then after the breakup, I just, you know, food had zero appeal to me. I had no desire to eat whatsoever. And then, you know, also kind of lacked that motivation to work out and just felt really depressed. Um, just didn't really prioritize my fitness, but that was also tied in with the stomach stuff. Like every time I tried to work out, my stomach would just it would feel like there were knives in my stomach. So it's all like oddly intertwined, but overall, like this is kind of just about like a physical health decline. Um, I've lost a lot of weight over the past couple of months unintentionally. And so I'm going to talk about that, the body image stuff that comes along with that. I'm just going to be completely honest with you guys. Um, I'm going to try to also explain this as like cohesively as I can. It's really kind of messy. And like I said, everything affects everything in like little ways. So it's not like this simple thing. And that's why it's been so hard for me is because this is something I've never had to navigate and like stomach problems and eating issues are something that as you know a registered dietitian and as someone who studied the GI tract and the brain gut axis and stuff like that in college that's something I told myself I would never fucking struggle with and like shame on me for being like oh because I know about it I'm not going to struggle with it guys stomach shit is not to be taken lightly it's so frustrating not knowing what's going on with your body or in your body and not knowing what to do about it. And that's what the past couple of months have been for me. I'm slowly getting a little bit better. I think that's why I'm finally ready to talk about it. My appetite has somewhat returned. Um, and I'm incorporating walks and runs back into my fitness routine. And oddly enough, I already feel stronger. Um, so I've been taking those baby steps and it's really fucking important. 
and I'll touch on this later too, hopefully if I remember, to take baby steps in a journey like this. Um, you can't expect your problems to be fixed overnight. You can't expect to go from zero to a hundred fitness wise. Like you don't, you know, if you skip a workout one day, you don't wake up and lose all your muscle mass. N like a, a fitness decline, fitness incline, whatever it is that nothing happens overnight. It's baby steps and it's, you know, you have to have that consistency and it has to be habitual. So like if there's anything I've learned, it's that it's going to come back in time. And that's where I'm at right now. But two months ago, or a little over two months ago now, um, when my stomach problems started, you know, I had no clue this is what they turned into. Um, and as far as timeline goes, my stomach stuff started a little bit before the breakup, maybe a couple weeks. And I still like am kind of convinced that they were kind of my brain's way of telling my body like something bad is coming. Like, I think my body felt the breakup coming before my mind did. Um, I don't, it's so weird. It's literally so weird because, you know, I didn't change anything about my diet. Nothing about my fitness or diet had changed. It was, it was just the fact that I was feeling the breakup coming on. I think like slowly mentally I was feeling it. And I think the stomach issues came along with it. If there's anything I've learned in the past couple of months, it's that my stomach issues are extremely, extremely tied to, um, number one, physical touch and number two, like anxiety and feelings that I have, um, just regarding the heartbreak and I guess like the quarter life crisis too. Um, and I want to stress how fucking important the brain gut access is. I am not an expert. I've, I learned a lot about, about it a lot in school. So look it up obviously on your own. I'm not a doctor. I'm not an expert. I'm not here to like tell you guys what to do, but I've learned personally over this couple months, couple month journey, how, much my mental, whatever I'm feeling mentally is tied to what I'm feeling physically and how I digest my food. And it's fucking insane. So I don't know if that the couple of weeks before the breakup was like my body physically just being ahead of my, my mind mentally. But, um, as far as like what I felt, um, I just kind of intermittently. So it would be like once every couple of days, it would be, you know, a few hours of just intense pain, distension, bloating in my stomach, not necessarily tied to eating a certain food or eating a certain amount. Um, so it was super random and it was, you know, of course me being 26 and convincing myself I'm fine all the time. I was like, Oh, it's just, just weird. You know, I've always like had like low key IBS. I think like most of us do. I, it's not like I eat the same fucking thing every day. So my, my body, my digestion has always been a little bit all over the place. I've always been the girl that farts all the time and has like sulfur smelling farts. And, you know, I've lived 26 years dealing with that and that's fine, but it was so much more than that. It felt like extreme period cramps, like localized period cramps right around like my lower abdominal area, bloating, distension. I literally like it felt comfortable to push out my stomach as far as I could unbutton my pants and then hunch over. I don't even know. I can't even describe that to you guys. <laughs> I'm imagining it in my head. And it's so funny because I literally looked like I just was like hunched, like hobbling around. That's what kind like, that's how uncomfortable I was. And so it was every couple days, you know, I would feel this and it lasted, you know, for a couple weeks and obviously it kept last lasting, but, um, 
I finally decided to go to, I actually went to the ER. It was one morning after I went out with my friends in Boston and it was really, really bad. And again, like I had some alcohol that night, but like it, it was just random. It was so random. And that day I just, you know, I hadn't really had a ton to eat. So it's not like it was like uncomfortable. Like I was full. I I just can't even describe it to you guys. It was horrible. And so I finally decided to go to the ER after that morning when I woke up and I just like, I couldn't, my friends were like, Amy, this is really bad because I have a really high pain tolerance. So like, you know, if I'm bothered by something, I usually just suck it up. Like, for example, I literally went into my nail salon yesterday and had them rip my tips off uh, because they were like, we don't have time to like do it. And they were like, do you have a high pain tolerance? And I was like, yeah. And they literally just took like fucking tools and like ripped my nails off and I was fine. You know, I have a high pain tolerance, but this was just, I couldn't, my friends were like, you need to see a doctor. And I was just really concerned because I thought it might've been something like bacteria or a tapeworm or like, I don't know, you know, when like you have something wrong with your stomach, you think like worst case scenario. At one point I convinced myself I had appendicitis and I was like, maybe I have like gallbladder stones, kidney stones. Like, I don't know, maybe I have whatever. (laughs) So I was like pretty scared. I had Tim bring me to the ER and unfortunately it was packed. I feel like that was probably a mistake (laughs) going to the ER, but we ended up leaving the ER because I didn't want to wait three or four hours and we, we just went to urgent care. And they told me I was probably just super constipated, which I was like, oh, okay, great. Like it's just constipation. But what I guess I didn't really realize at the time was that I had been pooping just like kind of intermittently. And my poop was just like really, uh, concerning. Like there is, sorry if this is TMI, actually, I literally don't care. I feel like that's my brand. Um, there was mucus in my poop and it was like soft and just like disgusting and, it, it hurt. It didn't feel good, you know? And so, but I was like, oh, well constipation, like maybe it's just, I'm pooping like less than I should be. And so she was basically like, there's just so much buildup in your stomach. I didn't get an ultrasound or like an x-ray or anything. So there was no way for her to see that, but I kind of described my symptoms and she, that's what she told me I had. And she told me I needed to take a stool softener, a laxative and give it some time. So that's what I did. Um, it kind of worked. Not really. I think, you know, it kind of had that like placebo effect on me and I was like, Oh, I'm fine now. I wasn't fine. So it kept coming back. And then unfortunately at the same time, the breakup happened. And so this is where things get really, really complicated because wow, I told myself I wouldn't cry and I'm suddenly getting emotional about this. I don't even know why. I think it's just I'm like realizing how hard this has been for me (laughs) Um, and how frustrating it's been and how like hopeless I've felt. But so the breakup happened when I am feeling that kind of heartbreak or loss, I have zero desire to eat food. And I kind of forgot that's how I like my body reacted in that situation because I've always been someone who like just on like a normal basis, I kind of turn to food as like a comfort thing. Um, not in the sense that it's like an unhealthy relationship with food, but like, I just, you know, if I'm like upset, I'll pour myself a bowl of popcorn and eat it, that kind of thing. And I haven't really experienced heartbreak like this since 
fuck, I don't even know how long, like, I don't even know if I've ever experienced this fully, but I do remember when my first boyfriend and I broke up, like, my super toxic high school (laughs) relationship, when that ended, I, it was the same thing, I didn't eat, but that was, like, five or six years ago, four or five years ago, I don't know, a while ago, and so I was, like, fully unexpecting to feel like this, but I had no desire to eat anything, like, even, like, nothing tasted good, it made me, like, angry, I don't even know, (laughs) and the hardest part, I think, about all of this, or one of the hardest parts, is my job is food, and so for the past two months, I haven't felt that love that I've felt for food my whole life once, you know, and I'm trying to get that back slowly, but, like, it's still not there, and I think that's the biggest thing that sparked this quarter life crisis is like my one thing I've always identified with is food and making food and nothing was appealing to me. And it's hard when that's your job too. Cause like you're developing recipes for these brands and it's like, but I don't want to do that. All I want to do is sit down and cry. I don't want food right now. I want to throw all the food out the window and smash it to the ground and burn it. Like, and so that's one of the biggest struggles I guess I've had over the past couple of months. I guess I won't go into more detail on that because that's not the point of this episode, but you know, that the fact that I had no desire to eat because of the heartbreak led to that quarter life crisis, which is leading to just like so many other things. And again, it's just so fucking messy. Um, (laughs) but I had no desire to eat. And you know, those first couple of weeks, I lost a lot of strength because it wasn't like I just wasn't eating as much. I like wasn't eating period. Um, and so when you don't eat, obviously you have no energy because food gives you energy and it keeps you alive. And so I had not a single ounce of energy to work out. I, I mean, I, I forced myself to go to a couple of pickleball workouts with my family. Um, but I, I felt so tired and I've never felt that in my life. And that's really hard for me to admit. Again, I didn't expect to be like emotional right now, but growing up an athlete and identifying with fitness and feeling strong on a day-to-day basis and feeling athletic, losing that is really hard. And I've felt so much shame around it because you feel incapable of like day-to-day tasks it's not just the fact that you're not working out. It's the fact that like going upstairs exhausts you. So, you know, that started happening and it just kind of spiraled from there. And so, you know, the past couple of months, again, you know, I've, I've put a priority on, and this has helped me like doing, working out in ways that I find are really, really fun for me. So I've played a lot of spike ball Like I said, I've, you know, after those first few weeks, I was able to at least like want to be playing sports or like working out. So I would do things that were really fun for me, like spike ball, pickleball. I rollerbladed a couple times and that felt really good. Again, though, it's like the eating stuff. I couldn't, I couldn't do these workouts or like play spike ball without feeling so tired after like chasing a ball that went into the yard. Um, and a lot of you asked like, how did I cope with 
you know, the mental aspect of it and needing to have food to like live and continue about my day. The one thing I really leaned on was smoothies and, um, kind of getting my food in liquid form. And that's actually something that we learned a lot in undergrad, just like for any illness or like someone who's not eating as much is to like really push your calories, um, like through smoothies or through anything that's like liquid because it's easier to get down and there's less like chewing tasting involved. So like I really, really relied on smoothies and that helped me a lot. So I would do, I would add protein into my smoothies and, and make smoothies that were just like packed with nutrients and like just, I really, I really relied on like those smoothies and also just like simple bland foods. I allowed myself to just stick with basics and it was really hard because my whole thing has always been like creating new food combos, trying new recipes. And I just couldn't do that. Everything tasted horrible to me. I didn't want to eat anything. I just had that pit in my pit in my stomach where like you constantly feel like you're full. I don't know. Does that make sense? Like I just, it was, it was really bad anyways. So I, I really tried to do like simplicity, push smoothies and allow myself to do those workouts that like I found really fun and that brought back the kid in me. Cause I always grew up an athlete. So like those competitive sports, again, like pickleball, spike ball, even though I wasn't able to put all my energy into them, it, I still had a fun time because I had like the competition was there. And that's always been something that has made me like really happy. I don't know. I'm a competitive girl. So yeah, that was like the past couple of months. And I would say in terms of like just how I felt physically, I still, it was still the same symptoms, um, as I had before the breakup. It was just a combination of not wanting to eat. And then like when I did eat my stomach again, stabbing pains, bloating, distension. And like I mentioned earlier, like physical touch really affected my symptoms. So like I would put on literally a Lululemon tennis skirt that I wore, you know, before and caused no issues. And suddenly, you know, I'd feel like I couldn't even stand up. I was so uncomfortable. Um, and that's the worst feeling, feeling uncomfortable in your own skin. So that was really, really tough is like, I couldn't even put on workout clothes. Cause obviously a lot of my workout clothes are tighter. And I think that's a fucking problem. I, one of my stories one day and I talked about like how, if I wear something with like an extremely tight waistband and this has stayed true my whole life, I will get bloating and distension. Like I will get extreme pain in my stomach and feel really uncomfortable. There was one pair of Lululemon leggings that I had that were like one size too small. Every time I put them on, I had the same symptoms and I didn't put two and two together for so long. I immediately donated them. I was like, I'm done. I can't, but it's such, it's like so true that like tight clothes are part of the issue for sure. I mean, that didn't used to be a thing like high-waisted leggings and waistbands around our organs. You know what I mean? Like if you have something pushing on your organs, it's not going to make you feel good. And so every time I put on something even remotely tight, which showed me that there is definitely like a ton of inflammation in my stomach because normally I would put on stuff that's like slightly tight. I'd be fine. Um, but it was the fact that even the stuff that was just like it wasn't even tight. It just like hugged that area a little bit, like where my, like my lower abdominal area, I just, it was so bad. 
which showed me that there was something like seriously wrong because I never had that issue aside from where, when I wore clothes that were like extremely, extremely tight. Also I was getting, um, acid reflux. So it was a combination of the stomach problems. And then I would feel like I would be burping and I wouldn't really be able to swallow water. There would, there felt like there was like a like air bubble in my esophagus, if that makes sense. Just like extremely uncomfortable upper and lower issues. And that just like kind of ruined my desire to work out. Like it kept getting worse kind of. And I was felt like I was getting better in terms of like my motivation to work out. But then like the stomach issues just ramped up. And I think, you know, it was just because there was a lot going on. It was the breakup. And then the quarter life crisis, that was around the time where I was just feeling so hopeless. And that's when everything got the worst and the worst. And then I just completely stopped working out. I was like, this isn't worth it. Every time I put on like a workout outfit, I feel like shit. And even when I put on like loose stuff, I still felt like shit. <laughs> it was a combination of not having the energy and then just having all this pain that was horrible. And so that's when I really started to notice like the weight loss. And <sighs> this is going to be really hard for me to talk about. I've never dealt with weight loss. I have always been someone who's been pretty consistent with my weight. Obviously, you know, I'm borderline. I've always been at a healthy weight. I'm super privileged to be a skinny girl. I, that's not to say I haven't struggled with body image issues. And that's not to say, and this is really hard for me to admit, but I'm not going to sit here and lie to you guys. That's not to say that when I lost, you know, a little weight at the beginning, I was like, oh, that's nice. That's convenient. Like, it sucks that it came from an unhealthy place. And a lot of you guys asked me this. They were like, are you happy with the weight loss? Because leading up to all of my stomach problems, I was having some body image issues. And I kind of wanted to, you know, I I don't want to say lose weight, but just gain some muscle mass almost and tone my body up a little bit. And you know, so when I first lost a little weight, I'm not going to lie. I was like, Oh, that's nice. I didn't even have, like, I didn't even have to try, which is so fucked up because like (laughs) my mental health was so bad, but I'm like sitting here like, Oh, at least, you know, I lost those five pounds. Like, I'm not going to lie. That's, that's what my thought process was, but I'm here to tell you guys it's any amount of unhealthy weight loss is not worth it. I would take my happiness back in a second, (laughs) literally in a split second. And then when I lost more weight unintentionally, you know, I started to feel self-conscious and I started to get comments from other people like, Oh, you look so good. Like there was a day I went to the Natick mall to get a dress because I was going out with my friends and the lady at the Nordstrom counter was like, you're such a skinny bitch. And oddly enough, like, I feel like, you know, a past me would have loved to hear that compliment or wanted to hear that compliment. I felt so bad about myself (laughs) when she said that to me. And I know she meant it like in a complimentary way. Like I know she did. She's like, you're so little, you're such a skinny bitch. And I was like, I don't know. I've never felt worse about myself. And I wish I in that moment could have just been like, again, not that like I was mad at her, but I wish she had known like where that skinniness came from (laughs) because it was a really dark place 
Um, so again, if I could take back all of this weight loss I've had or whatever for my happiness, split second, I would do it. Um, but that again, like, am I more confident in my body than I was before? Sure. But I wouldn't, again, I I wouldn't trade that for my happiness. You know, I would take, I would take that weight gain back for my happiness. And I think that's like the point I'm trying to drive home is it's not worth it. Any amount of weight loss, weight gain, whatever needs to be done in a healthy way. And that's something, you know, we always learned in school. And I think it's so true. And it's so funny. It's coming back to me as like a lesson. Um, but yeah, no, I've lost a lot of weight. And at this point, um, I can see it in my face. I can see it kind of all over my body and it's not a good feeling, you know? And it's like, it, again, again, it goes to show like too much of anything isn't a good thing, you know? Sure. Like maybe if I lost five pounds, I would have been happy, whatever, because that was my goal initially. Not again, not even to lose five pounds. If I stayed the same weight and just toned up my body, I would have been happy. But then it's like you lose more weight and then you're like, fuck, I want to gain that weight back. It's like, you never know what you have until it's gone. And I'm sitting here and and my clothes are too big. And I'm like, I want to look strong. I'm tired of feeling skinny. I'm tired of losing weight and not being able to eat as much as I normally eat. I just, I want to be back to where I was two and a half months ago. (laughs) And it's crazy. You just never, you never know. You always want what someone else doesn't have, or you always want to be at a different place. And you never, like the grass isn't always greener. It's so true. And along with the weight loss has come, you know, it's not just the mental part of it. It's not just like, um, the lack of desire to eat, the inability to make food, the inability to work out. It's the pain that comes, the physical pain that comes along with that. And that's been the hardest part for me is that I have suddenly pain in my back. I have pain in my fingers and hands. I think that's coming along with like clenching my hands at night. Um, I, again, I went on like my first walk or like long walk a couple weeks ago and I felt sore for a couple days. It's the fact that I can't hold my phone up in front of a window while I'm recording a story for Instagram without my arm throbbing. It's that, you know, I can't hit a pickleball back across that net without like feeling it in my whole body. And that's the part that I think I'm so ashamed about and so, so upset about is the fact that I've always been proud of how strong I am. And I'm so weak right now. (laughs) Again, like I'm getting better And I think that's really important is taking those little baby steps. But I'm so fucking weak right now, guys. Um, And I guess let's talk about the baby steps now. I, there came a point where I just was tired of like letting my physical health like dwindle. And, you know, I think the thing is like when you go through periods of time like this, it's really important to let yourself rest and let yourself mourn and feel the pain and just go through the emotions and take a break but you're gonna get to a point and know that you'll get to this point where you're tired of feeling the way you feel and I think it's important to ask yourself the question like am I am I happy right now with who I am with like what's going on with how I'm letting my life slip away am I I have control of that why am I letting that happen 
you know, you need to love yourself and realize that you owe your body strength and you owe your body, you know, the effort to get up and to feed yourself. And I think that's what it was for me. My body has carried me my 26 years of life. Who am I to just let it like deteriorate? So I started going for walks and let me tell you, I just, if there's one thing I can recommend to you guys, it's going on walks, moving your body, literally however fast you want to walk, however slow you want to walk, get out of the current environment you're in and go outside into the world outside and walk. You can walk on a treadmill too, whatever, because moving your body is so beautiful. But for me being outside and walking and just like looking around the world made my problems feel so small and made my, I don't know, just made me realize how much more there is out there and how beautiful it is to be moving my body again from place to place. Cause when you go on a walk, you're going from one place to another. And I think that's a really like beautiful experience that a lot of us take for granted. And so I just started going on walks. I started going on walks, not looking at my phone and just like thinking about life, thinking about my dreams, thinking about the trauma, you know, I'm going through like what I'm experiencing. And that, that got me out of it. And obviously I'm still in it a little bit, but that helped me to get out of it. And so I started going on these walks And I also decided to invest in a probiotic because I, so I haven't seen a GI doctor yet. Also, I should mention, um, I talked to a family friend who's a doctor on the phone and he was like, it sounds like it's IBS or SIBO, which are kind of the same thing. Um, he was like, I think you should get tested for celiacs and ulcerative colitis and, um, what's the other one? Crohn's and then go from there. And I still haven't scheduled that doctor's appointment because I'm currently not on health insurance. Whole nother story. Um, but I decided I would get a probiotic to start because, um, I knew there was a lot of inflammation and I know that a lot of the times when you're dealing with stomach issues, there's an overload of bad bacteria in your gut. And so, so many of you recommend so recommended so many probiotics. I ended up going with seed and that's the question I've gotten the most is what probiotic I'm taking. It's the seed, I think it's the daily symbiotic. So it's a pre and probiotic and you start by taking one a day and then you go up to two. It's definitely an investment. I don't know the exact price, but, um, it's an investment, but you know, like I decided I'm going to invest in my physical health because investing in other things, investing in your physical health is just an important as important investing in things like clothes or a house or food, you know, like working out and taking care of your, your gut health and your stomach and your physical health, that is just as important of an investment as anything else. So I was like, you know what? It's worth it. I'm going to try it. Guys, when I tell you, (laughs) I immediately noticed a difference in like my poops. Like, so basically for a couple months I was pooping like maybe once every couple mornings and it was just like always soft and painful and just so nasty. I just can't even immediately my poop. I had my first two days of two regular poops per day. I hadn't had that in months and it was, I was literally on this probiotic for two days and that had started happening. I, since I've been on the probiotic, I haven't felt any of that like bloating distension. Obviously like my stomach issues haven't been perfect. I'm now kind of experiencing more like constipation and like little pellets. I haven't transitioned to the two pills yet per day or the two capsules, whatever. But 
I have nothing but good things to say about seed. I would highly recommend trying it. Again, I'm not telling you what to do, but that's my experience with it. Seed has literally saved my life over the past couple of weeks. I've been going on my walks. I've been able to run without feeling so much pain and like I'm going to shit myself because like I kind of tried to run throughout the past couple of months um, and it just never worked. I just my stomach hurt so fucking badly. Um, so I have been for the past, I guess maybe more like just a week, week and a half have been great. (laughs) My stomach has been so much better. I mean, mentally, obviously I'm still going through a lot of emotions, still going through the quarter life crisis, really struggling with morning anxiety, hopelessness when I wake up, that kind of stuff, whatever that's, you know, I can't expect to be perfect in a couple months, but my stomach issues are so much better. And I've been going on runs. I ran my first 5k the other morning. I was so fucking proud of myself. And the funny thing is, is like, again, baby steps compare you to you because why are you, why would you ever compare yourself to someone who just ran a marathon when you've never run a marathon kind of thing, you know, compare yourself to you who maybe just ran one mile. And then if you run two, great, that's self-improvement. There's no point in comparing yourself to anyone else because you're not anyone else. You're yourself. And if there's anything I've realized throughout this journey, it's that the only thing that matters is me and improving personally. It doesn't matter what anyone else is doing, who's buying a house, who's doing this, who's doing this workout, who's eating this food. It only matters what I'm doing for that like internal happiness. You know what I mean? And for that feeling of like accomplishment you're never going to feel accomplished if you're comparing yourself to someone that you're not. And I used to be someone, you know, it's funny. I used to run, like I ran three or I've run three or four half marathons in my life in 2018, which was just four years ago. I ran a half marathon at an eight 15 ish minute pace. So I ran 13 miles for eight minutes and 15 seconds each mile. And here I am at, you know, 26, like, holy shit. I just ran a 5k at 10 and a half minute miles but like it's just crazy I still feel amazing because that's improvement you know because like after I was run I ran that half marathon like I stopped running and then it got to the point where I couldn't I didn't run at all and now I'm back out there you know I made progress and we're 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 on our way up kind of thing and like that I don't know that was just really nice so celebrate the small moments like literally if you just wait lift weights for 10 minutes I did yoga one morning with my sister and like it just it made me feel better meditating for five minutes focusing on your body in any way is really important and it doesn't have to be an intense fitness class or a half marathon I can promise you that so those baby steps have been important comparing me to me has been so important um the probiotic has really really helped I will say you know I'm still not feeling that love for food. I think it's tough because I think it's a little bit tied in with the fact that I'm living at home with my parents, which by the way, I have made the decision to stay at my parents' house for a little bit and make that home because I feel like for my whole life, I haven't settled down in a place and really tried to make it my home and allowed myself to live in one environment that's fully decorated and fully my own for, I don't even know how many long, how many years. I just feel like I've been in so many temporary situations. Like we, Tim and I never even did our bedroom when we lived at that, at that apartment. You know, I haven't been in a cozy bedroom that's felt like my own and invested in like pieces that are going to make me happy and little things in so long. So I've decided, you know what? My success is not dependent on living in Boston or living closer to Boston. I can make whatever the fuck work 
make what I can make whatever I want to make work no matter where I am and I'm saying that for me just as much as I am for you guys because I still question my decision to stay with my parents and to live here for the next couple of months but your success is not dependent on what you have where you live who you're living with it's dependent on you people don't follow you for your house or for you know how nice of an apartment you have or for like how close you are to this cool spot in the city they follow you for you period so i'm living with my parents and i i don't even know where i'm going with that oh i think that's part of the reason it's been hard for me to get into food is i haven't like i don't really have a kitchen to film in um but now that i've like done my room i can now have like those backgrounds that i like to film with so like i painted my room this warm yellow and i've done little things to be able to like put me back in an environment where I feel inspired to make food because like I have those aesthetics that I love like because for me food is like a big part of it is making food pretty and having that like romanticized moment while you're eating the food and so I've done that to kind of bring back my love for food and I filmed you know a quinoa breakfast bowl this morning and it made me really happy because it didn't feel so forced and it didn't feel like you know I was just trying to push out content just because like I'm going through heartbreak and haven't been able to make as much food or eat as much food. It felt like I genuinely, genuinely enjoyed it. And I felt like it was the first time that's happened in years. And that was big for me. So that's something I've done to kind of bring back my appetite. I also have just been trying to sit down and have kind of three meals a day. I can't really eat a lot because I get really full quickly. I think because my body is just in denial after like not really eating for so long. It's like, whoa, chill. So I've been trying to just make like simple nourishing meals. I've been getting back into grain bowls. Um, like I said, I did a quinoa breakfast bowl this morning. Um, yesterday I made some birch bender pancakes, which are really easy to make. And yeah, so I don't know. I, I think I'm starting to ramble, but that's kind of been my experience with all of this. It's been an absolute shit show, no pun intended. And nothing's perfect by any means but yeah I'm doing better the past couple of weeks have been really good for me and that's not to say I still don't wake up and feel hopeless you know what I mean like I'm doing better I'm not doing okay (laughs) um I think there's a huge difference and even though you're making progress you still have to acknowledge that you're gonna have those really hard days and you're still gonna have those days where you don't poop or maybe you fucking diarrhea or maybe like you don't want to eat or you don't work out and that's okay um it's about again the baby steps and doing things for you and doing things to improve yourself and not doing things because you want to be like someone else or because you're comparing yourself to someone else and i don't know recognizing that this journey is my own and it's extremely personal and unique to me has helped me and you guys have also helped me a shit ton i really appreciate all the recommendations i really couldn't recommend seed more um as far as just like getting more food into my body protein powder in a lot of things like my pancakes my smoothies has really been helping um and it's really important for me and just like again focusing on smoothies and like drinks and getting my calories in that way has really helped me when like actually eating like meals I have to chew it can be hard for me sometimes so that's helped um and just like getting outside and going for walks 
because now like that kind of inspired going for runs and it all falls into place a little bit you know like it's about taking that first step and just getting your body up and moving and I know it's easier said than done right now I'm struggling with you know feeling physically exhausted in the morning um and having like morning anxiety but not being able to like get myself out of bed because I'm so tired um and that's you know something that's come along with this weight loss too is that I just literally don't have the energy to wake up in the morning yet my mind is racing so I'm kind of struggling with that right now but any morning I do get myself up and go for a walk I'm like fuck I need to do that every morning so that truly is the most like the best advice I can give you is to just just get up and go baby steps and give yourself grace and um yeah I I hope I like answered all your questions I hope this was kind of helpful um as far as the stomach issues go I literally haven't felt that kind of like bloating distension in a week and a half so I really again I I don't know if it'll work for everyone everyone's body is different but seed really has worked for me and yeah, I'm hoping to get an, like an affiliate code or like a discount code for you guys. Um, I think I might also be able to make commissions somehow, but like I reached out to them. I'm paying for it. So this isn't like a spa. I'm not telling you guys to, um, try seed because I'm sponsored by them. I decided to buy this with my own money and I'm hoping that I can get you guys some kind of discount code so you can try it yourself. So if you are hesitant about the price, I will hopefully have that for you guys soon. And, um, I love you all. I hope you enjoyed this episode. I, I, my next episode, I swear to God is going to be the 10 best feelings ever. I also want to have guests back on the podcast, but I just don't really have a good mic setup for that. Um, so I'm going to try to figure out a new mic setup that I can invest in, in the next couple of weeks. I just don't have, you know, a ton of money to buy one right now. So, um, that should hopefully be coming, but I have some really fun guests that I'm having on the podcast and there's a lot of really fun things to look forward to and I still need to do the weird Wednesday rebrand um so that's coming too oh I love you guys I hope you're doing well and taking care of yourself go easy on yourself today's world is just can be really hard you know I think more and more people are struggling with mental health more and more people are just scrolling on their phones and feeling bad about themselves and I would highly recommend, like, if you can, just please put your phone down. I gave my phone to my sister the other night, and I had a night to myself, and it was so nice knowing I couldn't check my phone and not checking it. Like, I can't tell you guys how healing that was for me. And I was, like, painting my room, and I was like, I could be a painter, and I'd be perfectly happy. It just, I think the phones sometimes, like, really play into all of this. And just, like, the constant pressure to be a certain person in today's society. So, literally, just go easy on yourself you can do whatever you want your life is still going and baby steps and have some fun too like lean on your friends let yourself have fun don't force yourself to do things you don't want to do that's my extra advice on this podcast episode uh i love you guys this is literally just turning into a mind dump i will talk to you next week bye